Roger and Hammerstein. I don't understand. It was one. With, it was one, but with white people. No, <laughs> I very much Good understand evening, that. <laughs> and welcome to Back to Reality, a reality TV time machine. Uh, I'm joined this evening by Alex Allwine. No. Oh my God, where'd she go? <laughs> and of course, my name is Jordan Skinner, aka. Uh, J. Meister Meisterberger. A.K.A. Uh, Skin the Magnificent. A.K.A. J. J. Joshua Feldenstein. (laughs) (laughs) Joshua Feldenstein. Or Janet. Okay, Janet's a fine name. I wouldn't make a joke about that. Shout Shout out to all the Janets out there. So rude. So my dog's back. My dog's back she was... from the from the vet from getting spayed from getting her ovaries removed. Is that really what happened? I don't know. We've I talked don't... about this. I don't actually know what goes on in that. She does. She has a lot of uh, knowledge in her very fearful eyes. In, in her fearful eyes. When she comes up and puts her hand on your knee, she's really going like, I've seen some shit. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Let me tell you my story. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> That's what she wants. She just wants to tell us her story. Stop looking at me, Toby. God damn it. Her eyes are so full. Oh, full of fear. Of pain. And love and pain. Oh, yeah. She's fine, actually. She, She's a giving... more multifaceted human than I am. <laughs> you are. <laughs> She's not a sociopath? What do you mean? Stop bringing this up. This is the second <laughs> time that we've talked about this. You know I'm insecure about my sociopathic tendencies. <laughs> All right, so Survivor. We did it, guys. We watched it. After a small hiatus, which you will not be privy to because you'll be hearing this in succession like nothing happened, but we took some time nothing off. Nothing happened. Not much. It felt like, okay, it felt like a, well, we for only me, took a week but like off. for me? Yeah, I mean, it did feel like it felt much like longer I, than it actually I, was. I lost you. Um, I was season... here the whole time. No, you weren't. You were literally not here this You're whole right. time. You're right, I really was not here. Season one, episode six, Utter, U-D-D-E-R. Like a cow's utter. Some teats. Um, <laughs> utter revenge. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Pause for the drop that will be ending <laughs> Um, I oh, thought you were gonna man. pick it up and start. Us I off. didn't. I got. I got <laughs> sidetracked there. Anyway, we come to it. It is day sixteen, and we catch Jeff Probst out on a nice long walk on the beautiful beach. <sighs> they started. They start us off with Jay. So right. So right. Jay Pro. Mm. I'm liking. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to save. Yeah, Don't. you're right. We got to save the porn music for later. Um, so he's explaining, he's teasing to us the. Uh, they're planning for their future as they're if planning. they're about to start a family mm-hmm. together, which perhaps is an apt comparison, it except not. It kind of isn't. Kind no, of is, kind no of is. giving birth to anyone. It's just they're combining their families, which, I mean. We'll see. You know maybe, what? Fine. Yes, that is an apt comparison. Maybe they'll be trying to give birth later on when the family dynamic's starting to crumble and they really think maybe having kids will make it better. That does always save a marriage. It always has. I don't know any examples of it not working. We're only 25 or 26, but we've lived a lot of life. All those moments will be lost in time. Okay, so first note I have. Sue is the resident... Uh, Francis McDormand 
in uh, all of Kittredge. Every close-up they have of her is like very... Um, did you see that miniseries? No, but I know who Frances McDormand is. But did you see all of Kittredge about this woman in Maine? No, but I know who Frances McDormand is. And I guess that was your accomplice in the wood chipper. Never mind. It's day 16. We're planning for our future, J-Pros, etc. Yeah, because it's three days from mm-hmm. the merger. It's happening next episode. People, get ready. Yeah, they give us a, a little notice, and then apparently the tribes are all on notice as well, because all they're talking about is... What it's gonna be? Merger. What it's gonna mean? What's a merger? Yeah. What's a mer- hey? What's a merger mean to you? Yeah, what's, this is a sharing space. This is a place where we can talk about it. In Toggy, it's just a lazy day. They're just having a well. In the beginning, they're yeah, all sort of yeah. lying about, and then you have Kelly saying, "You know what? I doubt that Pagong is having any sort of strategy, like st- strategic meeting about what the merge is going to mean for them." Later on, we see that Toggy is by far the most strategic as a cohesive group. As Richard puts it, they're on the verge of the merge and they're ready to go. Uh, Kelly says that, you know, Pagong, in her opinion, is just playing Island 90210. I'm so glad that you wrote that down because I got lost in the numbers and I hadn't seen that television <laughs> show. So I was like, 902.0. Island 9919199. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for you. But yeah, because she's like, you know, go have your spa mud bath your days, mud be young days. and sexy, etc. We don't give a shit. And I agree. I agree, too. Mm. They're spending far too much time in that mud volcano. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, at Pagong, though, they're going to eat their chickens well, before the merge. Before we, but before we get to Pagong, remember that Sue has um, some predictions about after the merger who she's going to vote off. Oh, so she oh says, my God, yes. She says, well, first I'm going to vote off Greg because he's a psycho. Yeah. And then there's Jen, that speedball. That yeah. That speedball Jenna. We all she, had enough of Jen. We all had enough of her. Yeah, she's she gonna, get old real she's quick. She's going to get old real quick. And then Jarvis. Oh, he's a pervert. <laughs> he's a real pervert. And the only footage that they have to cut to is like <laughs> him picking up and like twirling around Jenna, <laughs> which is not... Uh, Oh my god, it was so fucking it's funny. Like I was like, what yeah. have we not seen? What but has, I don't think we haven't seen anything. But I just Sue think, hasn't seen anything no, either. She's in a different just, fucking tribe. How does like, she know oh, he's a no, pervert? He's a pervert. I like, just can tell. I can oh, tell yeah. a perv. <laughs> Listen, I'm a I'm a female truck driver. I know a perv when I see one, okay? Listen, I bet she fucking does. That's so true, I bet actually. She does. If there's someone who knows a perv. It's gotta be Sue. It's gotta be Sue. Anyway, now we could go to the Thank you. Didn't need your permission, but here we go. I give you permission, Alex, now to move on to Pagong. This whole episode is about chauvinism, and I would really prefer it if you would just let me do the talking and stop mansplaining and or interrupting me. I'm manspreading right now. Is that bugging you? (laughs) Yes. You would know if you had balls. Okay. You know, it's crazy. (laughs) Still in a Minnesota accent. (laughs) It's Sue with a lower voice. (laughs) You know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Pagong's eating chicken because they're like, fuck no, are we going to merge and have these yahoos eating our chicken? So we're going to kill them all, as in Robert Durst, kill them all. Mm -hmm. (sighs) The Jinx, good reference. God, so current. (laughs) So current. 
I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) So tired. And all I could think about is HBO for some reason. (laughs) Because it sounds like you just came off a real big Game of Thrones binge. We're missing insecure right now. Oh, okay. That's the thing. That's true. What are you going to fill it with? IT crowd? That won't work. Nope. Uh, they (laughs) They really do a great job cooking this chicken by boiling the living shit out of it. Did you notice that? Yeah. I mean, you don't want parasites. That's true. I'd rather live on the side of caution. But like those were... They're not going to know the fucking difference. They also have a spice rack. So imagine how much pepper you can just throw on it. Oh, that's true. Pepper makes any broth... Broth. God help us. Okay, so it's back to Toggy. Um. This is the thing about Toggy, though, is that Richard is only naked like less than 1% of the time, and they're all... According to him. (laughs) According to him, he's like, I'm really not naked all that often. I'm really only naked about, I'd say, less than 1% of the time, and they all seem to think I'm always naked. (sighs) Richard. Which is totally fine. I do like the fact that Kelly points out, you know, I think the guys are going to have more of a trouble with this. And I'm like, go the fuck ahead, Richard. Troll these fucking yeah. homophobes. Get naked. Put your junk all over them. I don't give a shit. Like, Meanwhile, Sean's like, Ugh. I think it's childish. <laughs> I think it's immature. Rudy's I think like, it's immature. It's like when you're the... I don't want to so, go to a public... Have you ever been to the, the Jewish community center and you go down there and you... No, what am I trying to say? I don't know. The 96th Street Y, I'm just trying to say, I'm doing a couple laps. No, guys have their balls out. Yeah, all the white guys are really uncomfortable. Yeah. And then Rudy just says what everybody's thinking. He's being like, I don't agree with his homosexual lifestyle. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, and I doubt he agrees with mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with... It's all Sue. All my impressions are Sue. Even my Sean Jerry Seinfeld, it sounded it like Sue. back to Sue no matter wow. what. Rudy's like, well, I don't agree with his homosexual lifestyle, but probably yeah. doesn't. <laughs> That's like Jon Stewart's impression of Dick Cheney. Oh my God. <laughs> my Rudy impression is turning. <laughs> oh my God. Either way. <laughs> Swing your dick around in a helicopter motion. Come on, Richard. Just do Basically, it. Basically, it's funny, too, because Richard's saying all these things like, Piss you know, I sand. just, I'm I just, gay. <laughs> <laughs> queer life, L-Y-F-E. Richard's like, you know, I just don't equate being naked with sexuality. That's just mm-hmm. not something I, and I think, you know, for a lot of people, that's very hard for them to separate. Mm. But yeah, and he doesn't care if he's naked around men or women. Obviously, listen with a ditto. body with a body like that. <laughs> Truly, with I, with sock tan lines like that. Oh my you god, know? the socks! I can't tell if that's the worst thing or my favorite thing about Survivor. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Um, anyways, the important part of the segment really is Rudy revealing, Mm. you can't see my air quotes, but revealing that, um, he's in the Alliance and then Richard's saying, you know, I really want to keep Rudy in the, uh, the Alliance. This, my analysis being Richard knows that there is a bond between Sue and Kelly. Like that's Mm -hmm. already there. I think it's already been established actually in like the, actually, actually Actually. in the earlier episode. So he's like, I'm going to have a. A dummy to be in my mm-hmm. pair. He pretty much 
he doesn't he pretty much it, he admits basically. it straight up that he likes him because he thinks that he will get voted off before or even just well, give up or, yeah, or be yeah, disinterested just, he's like by i the think time rudy is a good ally three. because <laughs> i think i can beat him before the end great the end and then done. he'll probably just be like eh, nah. and leave nah. um back at pagong we have jervis and we don't see the actual footage of this. But we see the fallout, boy, do we. I guess. Jervis it's, made a remark that was something to the effect of women are the stupidest things next to cows. Um, when he is in... And this was a, was something that was really, really built up in next time on Survivor. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, <gasps> we have a sexist in our midst. And I was like, no shit. Um but then in his confessional, Jervis goes on to explain the context. He's like, we were talking about relationships, how uh, people do stupid things if they like another person. Like, if they're in- interested, that they become less intelligent or less discerning or sagacious, etc. Which is not what he said, but what I'm interpreting. And so then he said something like, women are the stupidest things next to cows. In the context of when they're in love or like when they're in like... And that is the only justification I will give. Yeah, I mean, he still said it. He did. Um, which is dumb, but he was probably listen in his defense. It's probably right before base. Probably real sleepy. Uh huh. Didn't eat that much that day. Probably a little woozy. Right. And then he was like. Women are the stupidest things in the world <laughs> next to cows. Half asleep. Half asleep. <laughs> Woke up the next morning being like, huh? What? What did I say? Huh? I just, well, I think like the way that it was set up on camera made it so much more dramatic than it actually was. Like most of the women were laughing because A, men say stupid shit all the fucking time. <laughs> and why would I care if Jervis thought this about women like do i give a shit about jervis's intelligent and 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 very uh you know in-depth opinion on women not even a little bit i'm not going to him to be like what about women what about women when they're in love what about women in any any everyday circumstance i really want to know your opinion well when they're on their periods right like i don't give a (laughs) shit what he thinks about women and i think that there was a the way that at least what we saw, the women were just like sort of laughing at him and ribbing him and being like, you know, you're such a fucking idiot because of why would you say this because in the context of such a, an idiot. Like a interrelational game? Yeah. He really thought and that that was. he's scared. He's like really scared at this point. Yeah. He's like, ah, shit. Like I the fuck, nervous smiling. Fuck, I fucked that up and uh, whoo. Yeah. And he's he was saying, he's like, I've been very apologetic all day because I know that it, that was and he's also talking about how he might have ruined his only his only game which is he even says himself i haven't done a thing he has a very long sort of stretch talking about how he hasn't done shit since he's been here that he hasn't been cooking and he hasn't been fishing and he hasn't been building shelter he's just been sitting around and nobody's thought to vote him out or call him getting by on charm and all of a sudden yeah looks like he's kind of lost some of that charming glow with that Utterly, <sighs> Alex. I got, a, I got a good pun. Utterly. I didn't hear you. Can you Sorry, say I'm just it trying louder? to. I'm just Sorry. trying to milk no, it. I'm trying to milk this one. God. I don't know. I think it's a dairy good joke. <laughs> so it's time for the reward <laughs> challenge. It, and and uh, we just find instead of tree mail in lieu of tree mail. 
uh, a can of food just a can washes of food. upon the shore dramatically with a clue typed in typewriter font on the side. And you know what? It's dog food, guys. Spoiler They're alert. They're so excited. It's like, oh, what's in the can? What's it going to be? It's just straight up. It's dog food. And Richard, because, Richard eats it. Yeah. Yeah, he does. In another show of power, dominance over the others. Mm. Other than his brazen nudity, he eats dog food. And like we're half joking, but also, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Everything he does is just like a little, a a tiny little assertion of dominance. And he's still playing the game where he's not being like truthful or transparent in confessions. Oh my god, it's very easy to see, and I fucking love it. So duplicitous because everyone Mm. is starting to get comfortable talking to these producers on their one-on-one sort of. He lies to the producers Mm -hmm. even. (laughs) Yeah, so good. I mean, you can tell that he's lying. But you don't care because the fact that he goes and does it anyway. Just the straight face he does it with, too. Makes me so happy. Um, But the clue intimates basically that... um, How many more times can Alex say basically? Um, Basically a lot. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Basically. But... Can we just talk about, like... (sighs) No... They gotta go. They gotta go. (laughs) There's a fabricated backstory about like uh, some, like an old military base or something that they're gonna raid for supplies. And there's a stockpile of canned goods somewhere. Hopefully Um, not just Alpo. All right. I said Alpo. You respect our men and women in uniform. (laughs) She's very opinionated about that. (laughs) Um. Uh, yeah, so that's... Pagan gets the same uh, the same thing mm-hmm. as Toggy does, and they also think like, oh hell yeah, it's food, it's dog food, but whatever, let's eat it. They think they should cook it first. Well, f- uh, there's only a few members that actually believe that. Greg, for one, doesn't want to put any chemicals in his bodies. Like he seems very conscientious of what he puts in and puts out because well, he... he's crazy. Like I do think that he is sociopathic. I feel like he made a different joke than that. I, I feel like he said I regulate the types of chemicals and preservatives yes, that in makes my me body. Think of very... someone that's like highly regimented in his day-to-day life to the point of being obsessive. But it's also Greg. I feel like he was just like saying things. And then after that, because right after that, he pulled out his coconut phone and he started trading stocks and bonds on the island exchange. This bodes very well for him. Yeah, he's going to win big. Um, (laughs) But Gretchen and Jenna are the ones that decide that they want to have some and they think that it would be better if they cooked it. Cooked it. And it just looks like Even though they already took a few like spoonfuls I guess beforehand I'm like how why wouldn't why in the world would it be better after you cooked it I feel like you've already had your fill but then they still tried it and they're like oh you done yeah me too I'm done Mm -hmm. that was I mean that was just the gratuitous sort of gross fear factor porn type thing that they implemented Mm -hmm. before fear factor was fear factor I think right this was before fear factor I have no idea Hmm. tweet us rest in peace Joe Rogan (laughs) That's for everyone who's listening to this podcast, like after Joe Rogan's died. Is he dead? Yeah, didn't you hear? It's He's twenty. Not, it's now twenty. I hate you so much. Twenty. You made me so 79. afraid. I was like, what about all those bros that are listening to his to his podcast? All right. 
So tonight, oh. hey, hey, she just called him me. out. I don't have at a Twitter, me, bitch. bitch. <laughs> um, it's a night challenge. Yeah, it's our first ever challenge at, at night. The reward challenge. Um, the premise is this. Thus. Um, is explained thusly. Uh, there is a World War II fort slash army base that has been abandoned. Within that structure, they had a little like fort thing happening. Uh, you have two can openers, two pocket knives, and two army helmets. It's a collection yes. re. <laughs> it's a collection relay, bitches. Um, what you got to do is you have your torch, aka your flashlight. Wow, so European of you. You can explain. I bet it you call you... it like a. Do you? What do you call it, a lift? Do you call it a lift? I don't. Do you go to the loo? No. Are you always like, well, jolly old London town? Okay, so London isn't the only place that calls it a torch. Learn something new every day. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. They run in, two at a time. Nope. Yeah, one from each team. Yeah. So two at a time. Um, Looking for these six items. The first team that has these six items, that is two can openers, two pocket knives, and two army helmets, wins the reward if you duplicate an item because there's only there's only going to be enough for both teams it's not like a surplus of these all over the fucking place if you take the other team there's six items total yeah if you take the other team's can opener or an army helmet and you duplicate an item that you've already uh, brought back to your fellow members then you, you are out and the other team automatically wins kaput. by default you yeah could put um so, so we get a lot of shots of people running it's really boring for the most part because it's boring. dark and you can't see anything. So it's a lot of people running in and out of the empty house in the dark. Ransacking uh, some Yeah, furniture. there's like a miscommunication on the last leg for mm-hmm. Toggy though where Kelly's like, you gotta go get the knife. And then she looks at the thing and Richard's off and running and they turn around and they go like, oh, the can opener, the can opener. And he's just off to the races and he comes back with the knife. And so immediately, and they Toggy get is disqualified, disqualified, and Pagong wins. Uh-huh. And there's much uproar, just from the Pagong side. They're like, "Yes!" And I was like, "Bitch, you did nothing." And Jenna's like, "Is that chocolate? Is that <laughs> is that chocolate?" Because Jay Probst shows a bit of what they're winning the canned goods, and then I guess there's some chocolate in the beginnings. Like, this is what you're playing for. What's better, Alex, chocolate or sex? I don't have a taste for either. Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back at Pagong. <laughs> um, this is the first time that we've heard them talk about strategy. And it's Jervis in the dark. Night camera being like, I guess we would want more of us than them. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. and like a landscape changes and it's morning. You're like, oh, great job. They really, they cracked the code. <laughs> um, but then the following morning, there's more chatter about how if you're in Pagong, you're, the idea is, most everyone's idea, I should say, is we're not going to vote for anyone from Pagong. I fucking hate Pagong, if I'm being real. I if fuck, I'm being I real, I fucking dude. hate Pagong. Well, Gretchen's not on board. Gretchen's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Well, I she mean, doesn't want to sure. be in an alliance. I don't know. She's like, I want to be a free agent. I'll do whatever I want. I don't know if that's it. I don't. I really hope it's not one of the Sean things where she's like, "I don't believe in being an alliance." Because that's shitty. The stupidest fucking thing. 
But basically, while this whole thing is happening, you realize like Joel is really like leading the charge for this thing, and he and then or and he's then just talking the most, which happens to be the problem. Um, the, all get, the ladies yeah. of Pagong are having an issue with Joel. Um, they use not misnomers, but they use clever little uh, hidden language, being like, "Oh, he thinks he's the golden boy. He's Captain America, America. all American yeah. bullshit captain of whatnot. Someone's lacrosse team from Harvard." So nobody's really feeling him. He's doing a lot of condescending. He's condescending a lot. They're he's mansplaining how, a lot. Yeah, they're talking about how like it it takes a certain type of woman who would come on this show in the first place and be strong enough to, you know, feel like they could, uh, whatever, survive. Which I also think is kind of like a, uh. But they're like, does he, does he think like that we wouldn't notice or wouldn't say anything? Like, does he know who he's talking to? Well, also they did admit that it took them a while to get together and admit that they were feeling the same way about Joel, yeah, which made me true. so internally sad yeah. because I think that's quite often a thing that happens that maybe all the women in the room are feeling this about a certain guy, Jordan, and then nobody says anything. Sorry, does someone over here? <laughs> no. Does someone just Toby and I haven't talked yet, but we will talk about you. Um, but yeah, the fact that I it took it. them so long to come together and sort of corroborate each other's and validate each other's feelings of like, oh, he's an asshole, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And then Sue comes out. She's like, oh, yeah, he's a real, he's a real ass. And I tell you I what. I just want to dog this guy. I just want to dog this guy on national television. That'd be so great. Also, like, I don't know. I wanted to bring this up. They just, everyone's using the word chauvinist. Yes. And I've noticed like, in this time, other things I've seen from this time, that was the word for sexist. Is that just like a was that like a more politically correct um, way, like thing you were supposed to say? It just, I don't think so. I I don't I hear actually it that agree much anymore. Kind of with it more so because there's a difference between a chauvinist and a misogynist and sexist actions. So I think it is actually most appropriate to call him a chauvinist because I don't think he hates women and then discriminates against them based on his hate. He just treats them like second-class citizens or is is condescending and whatnot to them out of a predisposed idea about womanhood. I think like that's the difference between misogyny and chauvinism is misogyny is actually built upon a hate of women Mm -hmm. and chauvinism is a seemingly more innocuous form of undervaluing women which I just feel like I don't hear that like I wish that was that specification used anymore well, do you I, know what I, I mean I agree I think yeah but be, mostly because I would wager anyways from my opinion that a lot of it all the chauvinism all the the, the dichotomy between chauvinism and misogyny has kind of dissolved because chauvinism comes from a deep-seated root of misogyny at yeah, the end that's of the day. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I meant is like yeah. it seems like a nicer thing to say than being a misogynist or, yeah, or I mean, sexist. Yeah, because, there was some sort of delineation which actually if you get down to the heart of it doesn't truly exist. It's sort of like uh, to use a, a, another sort of term that I feel like people don't use as much as like oh he date raped her or something like that you know like that was a term oh, that was yeah. used any to like yeah, yeah. Any, a, a qualifying thing like that just 
it seemed it seemed strange to me. Or like to hear a light it. racist, L I T E. Yeah, or like L T E, as opposed to a four G mm. racist. So oh, yeah. yeah, okay, we no, ran that one out of the ground. No, no, I thought that was interesting too. It's one right. of those um, reminders that we're in two thousand two thousand and one territory. The way that people speak about one another and the vernacular that's being used is just dated. A, yeah, just a weird little thing like that. In that way, and I, I, for me, watching the clips that we did get to see about the whole Jervis debacle and the way that women were interacting with Joel, it was painful in a sense because you saw the sort of diminishing um, and disenfranchised attitude within the women where they were just like sort of laughing about all these things. Like it's so mm-hmm. funny that you compared mm-hmm. me to an animal in terms of my intelligence and that just being something that you had to take <sighs> yeah. where I was like, you realize you do have the numbers, right? Yeah. And may, and Gretchen said it in confessional later on, but we never got to see her talking to the actual women. And it seems like there was a lack of communication between the women just in general. I mean, this is the first season of Survivor. Later on, you have all women alliances that take the whole game, mm-hmm. which is interesting to watch, actually. Um, but here, it, nothing's ever enough. Like, the default is always going to be a woman, as we see later on. That they're the ones that, like, they're making the tribe weak or they're doing this and that. But you mm-hmm. have Joel and then you have Jervis. And even Jenna admits, she's like, I don't know why I haven't voted for Jervis yet because I've noticed that he does fuck all like yeah. he does nothing even but I don't they know why are no, even they're like noticing that in themselves mm-hmm. they're like I don't know why I've never thought that uh, to like vote out the I think you called it earlier like the shine of yeah young men that they're Truly. just like, like they're able-bodied and they're supposedly this and that and even and, and they get so many more chances than yes. a woman ever would yeah Sonia's voted out the very first episode because she didn't perform because ostensibly speaking allegedly she didn't perform well at the well, challenge. Well, also she was like a first-rate bleeder. No, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, you know she was like, really good her at... Her skin's real thin. <laughs> um, no, but like she didn't do well at the challenge, so she gets voted off, but other men no. have... Is, is very... Jervis, this challenge, if we get to the immunity, he sat out. If we get to it. If, <laughs> That's a very listen, good point. I'm not trying to... Um, <laughs> I'm not yeah, trying to rush things he here, He sat okay? out, and no one's being like, oh, well, he sat... Like, Ramona mm-hmm. sat out, apparently. And we don't know why. Yeah. yeah, right. And, yeah, it just pisses me off, because there are small, implicit, and overt things at the same time. And this one, way more so overt than we've seen before. Yeah, and it's interesting how... I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but the way that this tribal council ends up. Yeah. Anyway, know. it's right. it's time for immunity. Mm-hmm. And the way we are uh, introduced to it is a couple of green berets walk onto the beach. I got to say, I'm really not feeling the theatrics of this. It's out of place. It's disjointed. It's contrived. And it really... Like, we talked about this a little bit earlier. They like really dropped the idea of making it like too themey. Yeah, it's on theme. There's an army base. There's a fort. Like they evacuated and they vacated and they left all these supplies just, just for you. But now the Green Berets that somehow have a connection to this. Maybe yeah. it was their fathers. Maybe it was their grandfathers. Maybe it was them. They left, but they're coming back to tell you about the immunity challenge. And I was like, which is an obstacle course. Fuck out of here. It's like why which they built. Did Apparently, they? I don't think they built that. Ob- it's supposed to be like a Green Beret obstacle course. 
But it's really funny because uh, Rudy is like, yeah, I thought, okay, let's see. Rudy is not Sue. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I thought, uh, first I thought they Poor were. nasal. Bring it up to your nose. Yeah, I thought they were. Nope, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were <laughs> British Marines at first, but. Yeah, I thought they were British Marines That's at Sue. first, but. Then I seen. Well, I'm a woman. I sound like this. Ah, uh, but then I seen they were uh, American special officers. Then I so. seen they were. I feel like he's just. Do you more... think this is fun for people to listen to us trying to <laughs> nail impressions? <laughs> Please visit our Patreon page for <laughs> exclusive content. Um, do you notice that when they go to Pagong, one of them, the one explaining, uh, has like a really the mustache, that's a like, really bad like the, blonde do you mustache. Want the first thing that I thought. I was like, that's not uniform. Like, that would have been yeah. shaved off. Like, that is not in keeping. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, you know, he's been stationed for a while. And when you're in the shit, they just don't, they don't care as much. <laughs> you know? stuff, man. Well, that really convinced me more so of him being a British Green <laughs> British Special Ops. As Rudy had said, I was like, oh, that mustache, definitely a Brit. I think, though, only the RAF were allowed to have mustaches. And only the Navy were allowed to have a full beard, mm. but they could be ordered to shave it off if it wasn't manly enough. And in the Fair. in the infantry, there was only one person mm. per platoon in the English infantry that was allowed to have a full beard. Quick question. Yeah. Are you making this up? Maybe. Yeah. It, this is definitely I, Wikipedia or Reddit-based knowledge, so take I don't it with know a when. grain of sand. Like earlier... In your free time? Yeah. Okay. All right. I like so, to research this stuff. Wait, this is a fun piece of thing. There was one, there's one person who's allowed to have a beard in every like regiment or platoon or whatever. And it's this like honorary position that used to be given to the person who did all the blacksmith work and like reshoeing their horses nice. and okay. fixing everything. So they got to have a beard. And when they march, that person wears an apron and holds a hammer. See, that makes no sense to me. I thought that they would definitely let the person that had the longest penis grow the beard. Well, that that's how you get the position. To be a blacksmith? To be the blacksmith, okay. you have to have the biggest peen. peen. I said the longest, not the, the big, biggest. The longest. They measure, they account for both length and girth. So, day 18. It's on Reddit. It's Listen, look it up. It's on Reddit. <laughs> um, they have an obstacle challenge, which... All right, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I really didn't write it down as thoroughly as I could have. But at the same time, they were not they were not explaining it as thoroughly it's as they could have. It's an obstacle course. It wasn't it's like, like not... this is the first leg, this is the second leg. It's I mean, they said who was in the first leg, blah, blah, blah. What's important? But they didn't say what they were facing. What's important is who sits out, I think. Okay. Because it's just they do an obstacle course. They jump over some things. They crawl under some things. It's all very military. They blah, build blah. like a bridge puzzle. Yeah. Uh, but who sits out? We have Rudy sitting out for Toggy. Mm -hmm. And we have Jervis and Colleen. Colleen for Pagong. Two of those freeloaders. <laughs> freeloaders. And it's so interesting because Colleen's the one later on that's saying that Jervis has a free ride. And I was like, take a look in the mirror. I know. I thought the same thing. They have a lot in common where they're like both kind of coasting on charm and geniality. And then, you know, Rudy's just like, yeah, I'm old. Which 
valid. Fair. Fair. Enough. Rudy, my man, you shouldn't even be there. But we'll get into that in our exclusive content in our Patreon page. I also... um. You're plugging something we haven't created yet. Let's let's. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. Now this makes it so we have to create it. I I also wanted to just really quick touch on the fact that to finish the to finish the uh, obstacle course, you had to like do a reenactment of like the Iwo Jima flag raise. Mm-hmm. And I would also like to point out that when they had to do an army crawl under some sort of wire, it was rope. So it they just like put their back wire. into it and were just crawling on their, their forearms and their knees. And I was like, make it barbed wire. I'm so tired I am of you sick. coddling God, it's the same with tough mudders. the The voltage <laughs> is not high enough in those in those mud pools. Okay. Uh, do you know people who do tough mudders? I don't know what that is. It's I thought like you were trying Spartan to make another races. cow pun. Wow. <laughs> so in touch, so with it. I'm not it's plugged with it. in. You know? Finger on the pulse, <laughs> Alex Allwine. Not a sociopath. You heard it here first. Uh, stop saying it. <laughs> Each tribe comes together. What am I reading? Four boards, pylon, whatever. Toggy wins. Toggy wins. wins. <laughs> Great. Not by much, though, strangely enough. They Iwo Jima a little faster than Pagong. Well, that comes down to your definition of like what the soldiers in that iconic Iwo Jima stance were trying mm-hmm. to do. Were this they trying to pose into a, fi- yeah. like a picture? Or were they trying to get the flag into the, you know? God, please. God forgive us. Okay. Um, so Toggy wins and then of course they bring back the age old tradition of having to paddle out to Snake Island yeah we thought it was over folks but it wasn't they have to go to Snake Island they have to get the Rudy thing. and Kelly retrieve the immunity idol from Snake Island after like they get it by like taking oars and like hitting fighting a bunch of snakes off the immunity idol just the most egregious waste of time so and energy contrived. like what yeah, the fuck are I you know. doing it was not even it was not even a triumphant sort of they're it, just like can we just was, get the thing yeah and go it was home, kind of please. like sad God. and pathetic anyways pop <laughs> Pagong, Pagong. speaking of sad and pathetic hey <laughs> day 18 a monitor lizard eats their last chicken oh god that sucks but gretch always resourceful, mm-hmm. always on top of it, wants to use the remainder of the carcass as foods. And and what do you know? They do. Because, you know, if you boil anything long enough, <laughs> you can eat it. It's basically... I, I can't find a way to disagree with that in yeah. earnest. I don't know how to say it's no. It's kind of true. And what are their tastes after how many days, 15, 16 days out there? How are they going to know? They're like, oh, well, this doesn't seem like it's seasoned well. <laughs> Like, fuck you. All right. So the tribal <laughs> council talks. Um, it's before they go off and, and vote somebody off. And you have the women versus the chauvinists in their lives. And Jeff Probst is playing into this divide yeah. masterfully. Jeff has been talking to the producers. Like, I don't know what they're doing on this show. but like, Did it should... seem to you, I wanted to bring this up hmm. earlier, but I kind of got sidetracked. Do you think, did it look to you like he dyed his hair? His hair looked darker in this episode to me. I was not looking at the top of his head. I think he got, it looked like jet black. That's. I don't know if it was the color I, maybe correction. Maybe it could have been, but I was, was not looking like, in that direction. He was like New Year, New Day me. 18, New yeah. Me. Yeah. He's like, the merge is coming up. I got to look good. Do you think 
man, I don't want to say this, but I, I, okay. Do you think that he uses that spray that like puts hair onto your head? Because we did note in an earlier episode He's how he had a, a sort of, of fryer tuck thing yeah. happening. So maybe he has like the spaghetti hair in the can scenario happening. Can hair. Yeah. Before he gets this was the early 2000s. Enough money for implants. A la Tobias. <laughs> what is it, donor host rejection? But what was Tobias to do? Have his hair plugs removed? The doctor says I'd be completely healed if I were to do that. He just needs his hair plugs out? <laughs> I fucking love that show so much. Okay. Um, <laughs> so sorry. So women versus the chauvinists in their life, i.e. most men. Um, and so yes, he, he has Joel. Are you surprised to lose? Because Joel was like so fucking confident going in that he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna win this immunity challenge. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go in with six. We're gonna be strong." And he's basically Which I'm like, like, "Do you think the producers would ever let that happen?" I know, dude. Do you think Ugh. they put some like rocks in his shoes or something, or they just like talk to him for a second? <laughs> and he was like, "My brain," and it <laughs> failed. And he failed miserably. And then Joel's like, I don't think we were surprised, which I was like, that's not great to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you? You know, he went into it th- feeling strong. We mm-hmm. ate that chicken. And uh, but, you know, we weren't surprised. We to knew lose. we were going to lose. Great. Good Thank job. you so much. Um, and then, of course, my favorite thing <laughs> this entire season is Jeff Probst just fucking blowing up Jervis's spot because he starts the question he comes at it like he starts the question with Gretchen right so Gretchen I hear there were some uh some comments made comparing women to uh what was it some kind of some kind of animal because they were like Gretchen's like a a strong independent woman she's like well I actually wasn't there so yeah I don't know and apparently, then else- uh, she goes like, apparently uh, what Jervis said was, oh, oops, was I not to s- not supposed to say Jervis? And uh, then everyone laughs. That's uh, all embarrassing. Uh, and then Jervis <laughs> is like, come on, man. Why'd you, why'd you have to say it was me? And then Jeff goes, what? Did you not say it? <laughs> and he's like, no, well, no, I did say it. But like, come on, like Joel is like, oh, you're trying to. Oh, you're trying to implicate Joel in this one, too, alongside you? And then Jenna's like, yeah, I mean, like... I, my favorite part was when Gretchen was like, and now they play the footage of you actually saying it. Yeah. Like, over- She's like, don't deny it. This is where they play the footage of you saying it. we never get to see it. We never got to see him say it. We only got to see the aftermath. So sus, man. So, so sus. sus. All right. Um, so Joel is linked to this as well. Somehow Jenna starts talking about... <laughs> Joel and uh, she says, didn't say it but he like patted him on the back or something yeah, she's like yeah and somehow he's linked to this and obviously Joel didn't take kindly to this no. which we will see later because he fucking votes for Jenna mm-hmm. for no reason he doesn't know why someone has to be voted off so it's gotta be her and I'm I'm mad I'm angry now and then finally uh, Probst is like okay so I remember I asked <laughs> Jervis Last time I was like, are you feeling good? Are you feeling bad? And he was like, I feel totally safe. Do you still feel that way? And Jervis was like, I'm not going to answer that question. Why would I answer that right now? That's going to put it like a target on my back. And then Jeff goes, but do you? He's like, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, of course I feel safe. I feel great. And then of course he's like, who else feels 
safe or unsafe. And then and everyone's we just finally like, get the, the, the close-up cutaways to everyone's face being silent. And then just like, okay, we're, uh, we're well. going to count the votes. Let's do it. Go, counting the votes. Um, all right. And now we come to our favorite part of the episode. Who the fuck are you going to vote for? Jordan. Okay, so it's my turn first? Yes, because I asked. Oh, okay. I would vote for Yoel. And this is why. Tell me. We're going in the merger. Good. Right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be coming in as the weaker team because they just lost immunity. So they're coming in with the lower numbers. Same numbers. Same numbers. Either way, they're not coming in with a lead. So everyone's head is going to be on the chopping block and it's coming up to be time for individual immunity challenges. Right. Who's going to probably be the best at these? Richard. No. (laughs) In all the physical ones... Uh, Joel has like a really good individual performance. That's usually oh really yeah. I really don't. It's usually much like brought down uh, either by having to think yeah or having there to cooperate. There it is. Uh, so once he's on his own, he could be really dangerous and the kind of person mm-hmm. that no matter how shitty and how much of a threat he is, he just it, it always is riding with immunity. Fair so enough. that's why yeah. I that's why I voted for Joel. Okay. How about you? Who'd you vote for? Um, in my heart of hearts. Yeah. My in- Tammy. Tammy no. Taylor. And <laughs> 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 my my initial, if I wasn't taking into consideration any other part of this game, like no other context, I'd be like Jenna, goodbye, because she's not compelling for me and she's not challenging. She wears every single fucking emotion on her sleeve. Yeah. She isn't keeping me guessing. Like I want to be challenged in this game, and Jenna's just like, I just feel a little bit. I was like, all right, enough. enough. All right, sweetheart. Something like that. Kind no, of not in like the old pedantic, paternalistic. Blah, blah. Just you're bored of her. Yeah, I just I want her to be more nefarious or I would want everybody else in this tribe has something going for them in terms of a strategy, whether it's an archetype Mm -hmm. they're playing or brute force or intellect or whatever it is. And she really just doesn't have anything that is maybe this, you know, this is the sociopathic (laughs) part of me where I'm like, she doesn't have anything that interests me as a competitor. So she was my first thought, but then of course I was like, who at the end of the day is on the chopping block? It's Joel or it's Jervis. Yeah. And I think it's Joel because as you said, he performs physically. Um, he's more outstanding than most other members. Um, also, what I did like is when they voted, which is what we're coming to now, when they all go to the voting confessional, whatnot, cabana, as I usually say. The voting cabana, yeah. Um. Gretchen votes for Joel and says something to the effect of he already has the most money out of all of us. So he there's no reason. He, he Which needs, is interesting because it, it wasn't he he was billed as like a health 
what was it? A health consultant or health health club consultant yeah. or something that like makes that. Me yeah. Think that he's like a receptionist at an Equinox. Mm. Like, <laughs> this is listen. This is pre Equinox. This is in the dot com. I guess. But boom. But that is not. That is that does not beget a large <laughs> fortune. So maybe that was misleading. Yeah, is what I'm thinking. Um, and maybe they know something that we don't. But. Suffice it to say. Um, so we know, yes, yeah, so we know Joel Gretchen, votes for Jenna because of just reasons. Who knows? Gretchen yeah. votes for Joel because of money. Jervis, again, someone has to be voted out. I, I guess it's Jenna. And then Jenna votes for Joel, Joel, but still says Moo as like a fuck you to Jervis. Well, maybe not even Jervis, just all the like the, the sexist just all the fuckers. shit. All yeah. the shit. Just be like, hey, you're going out week. at the same time. I, yeah. <sighs> Jenna, even the other tribe thinks that she's too much. Yeah. They're like, when we merge, she's gone. That speedball. <laughs> that speedball Jenna. Oh, God. But so yeah. we don't see Colleen and Greg, but we do find out after the tallies. They both vote for Joel. They both vote for Joel. So yeah. he's gone. Bye, boy. Bye, he boy, bye. And in his post-interview. Oof. Post-interview? Does that make any sense? Or in his interview final, post? Final testimony, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, he's all caught up in his white boy feelings, being like, you know, I'm really just bummed that like four people think I'm a chauvinist. Like at the end of the day, I'm not a chauvinist. I'm like, you said this more than five times in this entire episode. If you have to say it that much, take a second, take a breather, take right. a knee and figure out what the fuck you're doing. Take a knee. He was like, yeah, I'm just, my feelings are hurt that people think ill of me basically. And then, the, but that was right after he said that I think that the girls had an inferiority complex that led them to vo- vote me out. Like we don't usually talk about people's final confessionals. Because they're so inconsequential they're so in a lot boring. of ways. But this one, we were both like, "What the fuck? Did he really just say that shit? This is his final thing. The final." They little- have an inferiority complex, but I'm not a chauvinist. Like, what's their inferior? <sighs> Where does that stem from, Joel? If you could elaborate or extrapolate upon the thought that you just had—that women, girls rather, had an yeah, inferiority complex about you—why would they feel inferior? Why? Because I don't know their genitalia. I don't know because of their ovaries. I don't know because they're girls. That's about yeah. That those are all the three reasons. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to uh, Back to Reality, a reality TV time machine. Um, We appreciate if you got this far. (laughs) (laughs) Of our ramblings this episode. If you enjoy this, like, God damn it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. I just really appreciate people who appreciate me. Ain't good to be the coach. (laughs) Anyways, if you want to contact us, uh, this is B2R at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or personal problems, except for the last one, I really should stop saying that because we don't want it. We don't care. I'll read. I mean, maybe I'll we'll read, read them and we'll talk about it amongst ourselves. Yeah. But um, yeah. I don't know how much we can help you. I, you know what? We give good advice. We're insightful people. Yeah. Our lives are great. Y- yeah. We have enough time. We have to- so much going on all the time. Shh. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, Twitter slash uh, this is B2R or add us B2R or hashtag B2R. If you want to do that, that would be great. Keep in contact with us. If you think that we're totally full shit, well, that is completely valid because we are talking about a reality TV show uh-huh. season uh, about 15 years ago. Um, please, if you, I mean, if you feel so inclined, donate to our Patreon page. We're looking to make extra content for you guys. Maybe try for some merchandising. This all takes money. This all takes time. And we'd really love if you would throw us a little lettuce our way. Mm-hmm. We do take lettuce, too. We're very malnourished. Mm. You you know Beyonce yeah? just ate straight lettuce for a long time. I think it was after she did the uh, lemonade hey-o hey. cleanse. Wow. Oh wow. My oh this my is God. So it comes full circle. Yeah, everything she does is a puzzle. Oh, she's the squared circle. Oh, God. Ugh. Time is a flat circle. I got so many goosebumps. Beyonce is a flat circle. Anyways, it's her birthday coming up. Oh, God. <laughs> Happy birthday, Beyonce. Also, like, my father. But, like, Beyonce mostly. But also, Beyonce. Most. Not also. Only. Um,. Those are our plugs. <laughs> That's it. Thank you Mostly so much. Beyonce. Mostly Thanks Beyonce. Thanks for listening. Mostly Beyonce. Love you guys so much. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love, love you. our fiance. Thank you. Besos. Next week on Back to Reality. It's the merge. It's the yes. merge. Yeah, they merged. Um, it's quick cuts. There's not a huge amount of content. A lot of, most people really are optimistic <laughs> about this merge, except for Rudy. Rudy is a curmudgeon. <laughs> Jordan. Uh, well, he, he's go- he goes, I think it's going to be a pain in the ass. Uh, you got you to gotta play dirty if you want to win. I love Rudy. Everyone's like, Excited about all these new people. Like I really, really am. It's gonna be so much fun. Rudy's like, no. 